A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, World Game Changer listeners, and a very, very warm welcome to this podcast episode where today I'm joined again by a, uh, a gentleman from my hometown in Nottingham, Paul Kelly. Paul Kelly's been with us on the, uh, well, we've done two previous episodes on this uh, four-part mini-series around how, I want to change the world, but how. And on this third one, this third of the, uh, of the quartet, we're going to be looking at others, which is our way of describing relationships. So first of all, PK, a very, very warm welcome to you. Warm welcome to you, Paul, and to our listeners. And um, so, others, relationships, where do we even start with this? Because isn't it true to say that, you know, relationships are, I mean, they are, blimey, this it seems so, so obvious and blatantly obvious to make this statement, but they are at the heart of every single thing we do every single day, aren't they? Every little thing we do involves relationships and how we work, communicate and operate with others. Um, We can have a small circle of friends who we communicate very well with, who we relate to very well in a particular way. We've all got common values and beliefs. Or we can have a larger circle of friends where we communicate a little bit less, but we're all a bit like football fans, we all want the same end result. So it's it's about almost having mini kind of circles of friends and macro circles of friends. Mm. And on the mini circle of friends, I mean, that kind of question of, you know, relationships. I had somebody say to me relatively recently, don't really apply to me. I'm on my own. I keep myself to myself. I don't have anything to do with anybody else. Um, and I like it that way. My take upon that is you still, you're still involved in a, in a very close relationship. No, Paul, you're not listening to me. I don't have anything to do with anyone else. I live on my own. I'm isolated. I like it that way. No, you're not listening to me you still have a very, very close, intimate relationship with somebody that is probably the closest person in the world to you, and that's yourself. And we kind of overlook that, PK, at times, don't we? We just tend to think generally as, you know, well, a relationship with, with, with something or someone, um, and we totally ignore and forget us. The most important ingredient in that is ourselves. For sure. Um, there've been times in my life where I've been in a relationship with somebody else, but my relationship with self was what was stopping me from having a positive relationship with that other person mm-hmm. because I wasn't um, looking after self or caring about self. So in lots of respects, um, I was in a relationship, but I was existing in a relationship because I wasn't able to look after self. Hence, the relationship didn't go the way that I wanted it to, because if you're not looking after self, sure enough, you're not going to be looking after the other person in your life um, in the way that 
perhaps they want to be looked after. So our relationship with self is ultimately the most important relationship we have. We have to look after self first. And that brings in, and I know we touched upon this in the previous episode when we was dealing around health. Um, we, we briefly flirted with this concept of what I call SEMP, the spiritual, the emotional, the mental and the physical. So we're in the context of the most important relationship, PK, i.e. self. Where does that, what's your thoughts around that, arguably, and I say arguably because this is going to be different for everyone and there is no right or wrong answer in, in this, in my humble opinion, but what about that relationship with arguably something even more important than self, and that's called spirit? I think if we're in touch with self and we're in touch with spirit or source or God, for want of a better word, then things tend to flow much better. Um, if, we, if we're experiencing difficult times, but we still have self-belief, belief that good things will happen around the corner, then generally, generally speaking, they do. It's having, that, it's having that belief when we experience difficult times that gets us through difficult times. And I've, I've found recently that even when experiencing things like bereavement, it's that inner belief when we're in touch with self and source that gets us through the next day, the next week, and eventually the next month. And then things gradually start to get better. Is it oversimplifying it, PK, to, to term that uh, or to sum that up with the word faith? Now, we have to be careful of that word because invariably it conjures up this religious connotation. And, you know, we kind of don't want to go there because my personal take upon that is that intimate relationship, that most intimate of relationships is what, you know, what people might call faith. And so there isn't a right, there isn't a wrong. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of trouble caused by people trying to assert what their faith is superior to another person's, which is, you know, for me is a massive no-no because that intimacy of that understanding and of that acceptance of that relationship is sacred to that one person. But I just want to use that general term, faith, is, or, or am I oversimplifying it? No, I, th I think you've got it spot on. If you've got faith in something that's going to happen is going to be good. You've already got a positive mindset about the outcome, the future outcome. And that's what we all want. When we soul search and we dig deep down, we all really want good things to happen. So we've got to have that faith, that inner belief that good things will happen, particularly when times aren't going our way to know that we'll get through it. And I think it's that, that faith that may that may it may have to come from within first, but we can get almost added value from having the support of a of another, of a good partner, good best friend, good mentor, good teammate to help us through those difficult times too. But ultimately we have to have that faith. Mm. Yeah, which kind of brings in, I mean, I know we're kind of, well, maybe we're not uh, 
straying too far from the relationship uh, theme here. But this question, and I know we've we've touched upon this more than once before, PK, but this whole question of self-love and how there's a lot of material out there, isn't there, an influence out there, love thyself first. Now, that's a great philosophy, but that can be extremely difficult to do when you're at the proverbial bottom of the mountain, you know, the bottom of a, a sort of dark pit looking up. Love yourself first. I mean, that brings in faith as well, doesn't it? But my take upon that, well, before I go into my take, what's your thoughts around this self-love? Um, I think you, you, you have to be able to love yourself. Um, sometimes you have to be self-critical, but you've got to look at your strengths. In times of difficulty, yes, you can analyse your strengths, your weaknesses, the other things that are going on in your life, the threats to your well-being and your perfect world that you've got a little image of but ultimately when we're at the rock bottom we start with our strengths we don't overthink about our weaknesses we go actually i'm good at this i'm good at that oh i'm not too bad at that so i can i can start there and then i can just build myself back up a little bit and that's what we have to do it's a case of don't be overcritical. look at what we're good at Actually, I'm a very good listener. I'm a very good cricketer. I'm a very good teacher. Build yourself back up one little tiny thing at a time. Mm. I suppose the point I was trying to make, listeners, on that uh, situation I put to PK there was around this, on this concept, of, well, not concepts, it's more than a concept, but this approach of self-love. And... I liken it to what I call the domino effect, where, you know, it's great. It's a great way of being. However, isn't it true that as human beings, when we sort of accept and know and come to understand our vulnerability and our frailty, and there's nothing wrong with that, we should celebrate that. But there's this whole conditioning and the ego, no, never show your weakness, always win, come first, look the enemy in the eye and all this confrontational language, you know, this, some would say violent language, you know, uh, opens up a new, whole new, whole new uh, ball game there around nonviolent communication, but that's another time, another place. So, but this, my take upon this is self-love is, is beautiful. Absolutely it is. However, in terms of the domino effect, isn't it true that by somebody putting their arm around us, metaphorically or even maybe physically, believing in us, loving us, giving us that space, that focus, that compassion, that time, that, that self-belief, somebody giving us that is akin to like knocking the first domino over and all the rest then follow. Any thoughts around that, PK? I think it's when people are at rock bottom, it's very easy for people to accept criticism and almost knock all their own dominoes down. And it has to be that self-belief that, okay, sometimes people say things at the wrong time to people and it really hurts, but we've got to have that that awareness to still love ourselves and go, actually, we're in control here. We're driving our own car. 
we know who we are. We've got that belief to love ourselves ultimately when we're feeling our lowest and know and have that faith that we're going to turn things around. Things will get better. And I think we sometimes we have to reach out for help in those situations and accept that we can't do things on our own. We need the help of somebody else. Yeah, and that's what I meant, you know, about knocking the dominoes down. I didn't mean in a negative context when you said there about, you know, when we're at the bottom, you know, alone, so we'll knock our own dominoes down. What I was saying is that domino effect by somebody giving us that positive affirmation, um, that, you know, that arm around the shoulder, that love, that compassion, that confidence, that domino effect of self-confidence then becomes a very positive ripple. So I wasn't framing it in, you know, the knocking the dominoes down in a negative sense. And I think, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I kind of um, was using what you were saying to see, to show how people can help you with that domino effect. So we were both sort of saying the same thing, but I perhaps didn't convey my message in the same way that you did. I think. Um, just the simple things that someone can offer us to help with those domino effects. Um, something that I've been introduced to in the last 18 months is meditation. And I've been kind of sharing the power of meditation with my close circle of friends and even my uh, sporting teammates. Um, Cause we've all been suffering quite a difficult experience with this um, global pandemic and even the strongest people who I know have had difficult moments. That is, I'm really glad, PK, that you've mentioned that because, I mean, you know my personal thoughts, excuse me, <coughs> around meditation. I want to plant a seed, if I may, uh, and it is only planting a seed. Such is the power of meditation. In, our, uh, in the next podcast episode in this four-part mini-series, is going to be around wealth. Now, wealth usually, usually conjures up an image of financial, you know, money in the bank, riches, assets, big house, you know, fancy cars, all that kind of thing. And of course, that like that may be part of it. I would like to suggest, PK, and it is only a suggestion that in our final episode around wealth, we really focus in on meditation because, from my experience. People that meditate come to know a very wealthy life. And I'll leave that with you, listeners, to well, what does he mean by that? Well, that's probably a nice way to seed in the final podcast of the four-part mini-series. But that's another time, another place. Just a thought, PK, if that resonates with you. That, that really resonates with me because I'm starting to see wealth in a completely different manner. Um I can be wealthy in my spiritual health, my emotional health, my mental and physical health. And to me, that is much more important than how much money I've got in the bank. Um, and it's vastly more powerful as well. People say, oh, money brings power. No. I'm, yes, it can do, but only to a certain degree. Because if you haven't got the, the health to go alongside it, then actually you're really poor. Hmm. So in terms of, you know, uh, relationships generally, I mean, obviously, 
you know, I want to make an assumption, listeners, and we shouldn't make assumptions. Assumptions are very dangerous. But I'm going to make one. I'm going to, I'm going to play with this a bit. So I'm going to assume that because I know PK, you know, is, is of a certain age, um, that he has had some very colourful relationship experiences, be they romantic, be, be they whatever. That's not for me to frame and put a label on. But I'm just going to invite you in, PK, to share with some examples of your relationship experiences and more importantly, the lessons that you've learned from that or them. I think as we as we go through life, we experience different things in our relationships. When we're younger, we're looking for different things to what we look for when we're older. And I think we have to take the learning from every life experience we have, particularly with our relationships, so we don't make the same mistakes. Um, one of the things that I look for is the language that the significant other uses towards you. If they are comparing, criticizing, complaining constantly about your behavior or the behavior of other members of their family, then you know just from the language because it's very negative, that things aren't right. Everything is not rosy in the garden. And they're just little things that when you're in the middle of a relationship, you don't pick up on often, but over a period of time, you can see patterns emerging. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Com so Conversely, when you've got a partner who's looking out for your best interests, they might pick, might pick up on, oh, you don't normally say things like that. And they'll recognize signs in you that you're not feeling too good because you start using these criticizing words, these complaining words, and they're not used to it. So that's generally a sign that perhaps you're a bit stressed. You might be having experience in a problem at work, but having a partner who can recognize those little signals, those little changes in your behavior and your language, and maybe even your body language, shows that you're more likely to be in a good relationship where both partners have got an awareness of where each partner is currently at. I was smiling there when you were referring to the more kind of adverse dynamic, because isn't it true that we attract where we're at? Like attracts like, and very often, I think the, you know, that terminology of our shadow side our darker side is there, and we don't like it, but we see so much. And you know, this there's that train of thought very trong, uh, strong, strong, strong. There's a new <laughs> word, listeners, for the English language called trong, <laughs> um, aka strong. Um, yeah, there's this kind of train of thought, PK, isn't there? That people are sent to test us and teach us lessons. That shadow side is really a reflection of work that we need to do. So when somebody comes along and annoys us because of X or Y or Z or whatever it may be, that's really a reflection of where something that we need to address because it's, you know, it's never about the others. It's always about ourselves, but we project it onto others. 
And that's why we blame, isn't it? And this is why we criticise, because it's easier for me to push my problem on somebody else. It ain't my fault that this or that. Why does this always happen to me? Well, why? there's the key phrase. Why does it always happen to you? Key word there, always. You know, people come, people go. But when what's the one consistency? Always happens to me. Any thoughts around that shadow side, PK? Um, what springs to mind is a footballer, funnily enough, um, an Italian footballer, Mario Balotelli. Mm. He says, why always me? And whenever people talk to me about their relationships, I always say to them, it starts with self. So before you start criticizing, complaining and comparing things with your partner, are you doing all the right things? Address yourself and your own behavior first. Don't pass judgment on others until you're completely sure that you're being your best self. Because if you're not being your best self, it's unlikely you're being your, your best self to your partner either. Mm. Brings in PK, doesn't it? That old, uh, I say old, one of my values around loyalty, to thine own self be true. And you know, the more time is going by, I mean, I've massively believed in that value for more years than I can remember. But the more time's going by, it's really, really becoming very deeply and strongly embedded as, you know, because if we can't be true to ourselves, then we've got nothing in, in any real substance to offer anyone else, have we? You know, and, and that's going to, you know, that's going to, attract a lot of judgment people are not going to like us well not everyone and that's fine isn't it but as humans we kind of struggle with that don't we because we want to be loved we want to be accepted we want that approval we want that endorsement we don't want that rejection we don't want that criticism but maybe listeners just maybe there's a far bigger price to be had and that is by being true to yourself i think if you're true to yourself and you you do the soul searching when you're not in the right relationship deep down, you know, yeah. Then it's a case of what do you do about it? And that is, that is the thing that lots of people will always struggle with knowing that the relationship isn't the right one for them, but actually doing something about it. It's that taking action. I bet you now across the UK, there's thousands, millions of people who are in a relationship who know if they had perhaps a bit more money in the bank, they would leave their partner today. And that's where, as friends, as mentors, we can only offer advice. Um, there's little sing signals, the little signs, the little things to look out for. But we can't pass judgment because that's not, that's not what we're here for. We're just, we're here to help and we always will be. I want to ask you one final question, PK. But before I do, I want to invite you and share your contact details. How can people find out more about you? You can contact me at www.paul-kelly.com. That's very simple. There you go, listeners. Very simple. www.paul-kelly.com. Doesn't get any simpler than that. 
So the big question then, PK, the big question is this. If you were to give, and this is a generalization because obviously, with you know, you use that word relationship and it's got so many connotations to so many people meaning different things. But if you was to give one piece of advice to the world on a, well, it would have to be on a general basis because you, you couldn't give specific advice to the world, I'm sure. Maybe you could. Paul, stop assuming. Um, what would it be, PK? What would be your one parting shot, your legacy piece of big advice to, dare I say, that could maybe even change the world? What would that be based on your own experience? Whoever you meet, always be kind. Listen, leave them with a bit of kindness. Spread love, spread kindness, and we'll make the world a better place. One person by one person. Do you know what, listeners? That was very eloquently but very powerfully put. And I think on that extremely uh, empowering note, I'm going to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? <laughs>